The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This show is brought to you by Lewis Peters State Farm, agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the United States for more than 60 years combined experience in the insurance industry. Local agents that understand South Florida's unique market, you have access to them 24-7, walk in, call in, click in through lewispeters.com. You can find them online on social media at Peters, or you can call at 305-275-5585. Remember, lewispeters.com. It's football season and it's time to make your way over to my bookie. They've got deposit matches, free bets, and huge cash prize contests for you to take advantage of all season long. NFL action, check. College ball, check. Plus, they have a mobile-friendly website and top-of-the-line customer service making their platform a one-stop shop for all betting needs. My bookie offers action on everything from championship futures to NFL in-game live betting making sure you've covered every step of the way. Sign up at MyBookie today, and when you do, use promo code 3YARDS to claim a halfway match on your deposit. If you put in 200, they'll spot you another 100 to play with. That's promo code 3YARDS so you can claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. This show is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league, or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And welcome to another episode of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Chris Kaufman. I'm here with Alf Artiago. We are not here with Simon Clancy today. He is on a very loud, noisy train, and if we plugged him in right now, it would just be annoying for everybody involved. So, uh, so no, no Simon Clancy today. We're going to do the preview episode. This is the preview episode for the upcoming game. It's Tua Palooza. 
uh, who Tua Tonga Vailoa is, of course, starting this weekend against the Los Angeles Rams. We kind of take a little bit of pride in these preview episodes because, um, Alf, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but we've been pretty good at these. <laughs> um, yes, we have. I mean, just just to just to pat ourselves on the back and break my arm off doing it. Um, you know, of course, the Buffalo Bills second game of the season, we all were like, ah, we're going to lose that game. Uh, we didn't start off so good, though, before that with the New England Patriots. I think you and I both thought we were going to win that. But mm-hmm. um, and, and but of course, you see, the Patriots. we were we were seeing into the future where. Yeah, we weren't wrong. We were just early complete trash right now. Yeah, we weren't wrong. We were just early. We just didn't think the Patriots are going to be that good. And now the Patriots are not that good. But yeah, um, and their quarterback is basically saying that their season is over if they lose to the Bills on Sunday. So go Bills, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, go Bills, right? Um, yeah, end their season and and preclude them from getting Trevor or Trevor too. I hope. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean seriously, uh, you know, okay, we steered you wrong on that one, but we got the Buffalo one right, and then the Jacksonville one came around. Came around, and I thought this was interesting because the Jacks had won in Week One against the Indianapolis Colts, and then the following week against the Tennessee Titans, very strong team. Uh, they took them to the wire. Like it was 33, 30. I mean, they were, they were really close. And Alf and I told you, you know, because of the matchups, dolphins are going to win this game. Dolphins were 0 two at the time. We had no reason to say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just give us a little credit credit on that. And of course, all, we all thought that they were going to lose the Seattle Seahawks. And of course they did. Um, San Francisco 49ers. Alf and I did this preview episode. I remember and we had absolutely no right to say this, but we both said the Dolphins were going to win that game. Yes. Had no right to say that. And felt good about it. <laughs> we felt good about it. too. <laughs> it yeah, and not only do we feel good about it, but we ended up being wrong because we thought that they would win a slugfest and kick a field goal to win it. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have the game being over 18 minutes in. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the game was over 18 minutes in because the San Francisco 49ers decided to disastrously start this uh, this big, tall drink of water at corner who hadn't played since 2018 and mm. was a, a safety at Utah. And they decided to play him an outside corner um, and have him matched up against us all day long. And we just went after him. We, we scored three touchdowns because of that guy like right off the bat yeah. and it's it's not like all directly the touchdowns were not all directly on him although i i know at least one of them were um but like the big plays on the drive that got us down the field it was all that did all yeah. that dude pass interference too i mean i'm including including it all in there so we called that one and uh and a little bit of credit for that one and then of course the new york jets everybody knew we we're gonna win that game <laughs> i mean that's no, we're not gonna. And we're not we're gonna. Actually, we were actually kind of upset that you know they won the way that they won. You know, just twenty four nothing. Yeah, I mean it was like it was like twenty four to nothing, and and we're like upset they should have won by more. Yeah, <laughs> I really wanted forty points, but you know. I mean it's the Jets are a bad team. They beat themselves, so I mean they're very good at beating themselves. Actually, the Jets. Yeah, they are. beat themselves every time they get on the plane to go to a visiting city. <laughs> they beat themselves every time they take a they take the field. Um, <laughs> So okay, so now we oh, have wait, the Los Sean Angeles. Jones, I gotta, I gotta interrupt you, Sean Jones. Okay. Uh, Sean Jones of the of the Kansas City Chiefs, great player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was asked about the Jets, and he said they're a really good football team. You just forget that because they haven't won a game this year. That's oh, I remember quote. that. Yeah, that was Chris Jones. That was Chris, Chris Jones, Jones. Chris Jones. Yeah. yeah. Where I was like, getting, Sean you know Jones, the safety. You know what I'm getting? Sean Jones from Sean Jones was a great defensive tackle for the Houston Oilers in the '90s. That's how you know I'm old. 
and Sean Combs is. Um, yeah, so so now we got the Los Angeles Ram, Rams, Alf. Uh, they're coming. They're coming to Miami. We're playing on this Sunday at one o'clock, and this is Tua's first start. He's had two weeks. You know, reports are good as far as how they're looking in practice. But it is my understanding that you are now a Rams expert, like like card yes. carrying, like yes. you've been you've been accepted secret handshake with Rams people like you did a podcast things happened they said things you said things yes I also did a my yard work series the Dolphins weren't playing anybody so I said what am I going to do this week so I could keep my viewers you know because I'm getting like you know over a thousand viewers on my yard work series so I decided why don't I break down the LA Rams well, so I took like yeah, five plays to break down what they actually like to do on defense and on offense and that's on the Five Reasons Network's YouTube account. So yes, I am. I've, I've watched too much Rams football this week. You know what's interesting to me is like you've become a Rams expert this week, and so I'm going to pitch you a lot of these questions, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. And whenever I watch them, I feel like you you know how sometimes when you're in school, like you'd read a book, and then like you get done with a page, and you're just like, what did I just see, mm-hmm. or what did I just read? Like, I can't, I can't remember any of what I just read. I watched the Rams. I can't remember anything of what I just saw. Like, I don't know why that is, but that's, that's just like, they're just completely uninteresting to me. They're not bad and they're a good team, but I mean, they're, they're just not very interesting to me, but we'll pitch it to you. We'll get your, we'll get your thoughts. Um, First off, I think we do want to start on, I guess, well, let's go right for it. Let's go right for the, uh, the offensive side of the ball. Um, no, let's go with, yes, we'll call this the offensive side of the balls because you can tell me how you can you can take offense. Now, this is terrible. <laughs> well, Tell us it, how to prepare your balls. Uh, tell us how to prepare your balls. I'm much better, I'm much better at this than, than, than you are, Chris. <laughs> so the, the proper way to say it was, you know, if you're not shaving your balls for this game on Sunday, then you're just not a Dolphin fan. No, I really wanted to. I, I really wanted to attack a side of the ball, like uh, go with an attack of the uh, a certain side of the balls thing. Well, have and, you seen? Andrew and it Whitworth's... just it just didn't come out. Just didn't come out right. Well, have you seen Andrew Whitworth's head? I have. That's what that's what we're <laughs> shooting for. Okay. Okay, that is okay, what folks, we're shooting for th- on Sunday. Okay, that's what we're shooting for on Sunday. You got to use the lawnmower three Okay, if you want to look like Andrew Whitworth's head. That's what you want to shoot for. You don't want to look like Jalen Ramsey's head. All right. Like that would be a problem. Okay. You got to use five RSN. That's the promo code 20% off your order. We've sold so many of these things that I, th- I think we might get shares in the company soon. So five RSN manscape, go get it. You hear that people. If you want to be good on both sides of the balls, manscaped, mm-hmm. that's what I was going for. That's it. It came out. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, we're going to talk about the Rams now, uh, and we want to talk about the offense for the Dolphins, right? Because this is Tua Tagovailoa. He's starting. Mm-hmm. This is it. Like people are strapping it, and they're getting ready. They got the popcorn. They, you know, everything. They're they're sneaking. Some of them are sneaking popcorn in, you know, in, instead of buying it. But uh, you know, this is the showcase. So tell me what to expect from the Dolphins on offense against the Rams defense patience 
you got to be patient. If you watch the Rams on tape as much as I have this week, unfortunately, they, they'll give you all you want in the short zone. Like, if you want to take a bunch of three-yard completions, you could do that all day. Now, usually mm. you don't win football games that way, right? You yeah. do when you break tackles, and that's what the 49ers did against them a couple weeks back. I see. You got to be patient. They don't disguise much. They're pretty vanilla. As far as Aaron Donald, I know everybody's you know scared to death of Aaron Donald all week, but you can find him. He lines up in very, very simple places. He lines up over the tackle. He lines up in three-tech occasionally occasionally in 1b 1a on either side of the center shoulder but that's very rare you're talking about two or three times a game he's found in between the guard and the tackle and sometimes over the tackle and that's it so you can locate him as far as what they do on you know on on defense on third downs Jalen ramsey travels to the the slot now and he's been doing that much more this year he traveled very little against Allen Robinson. I tried to find an instance where he would follow the other team's best receiver this year, and I couldn't find one. He, they tend to just leave him on one side, and that's where he plays. Against the, the, the 49ers, they seem to be really, really – they seem to care about Debo Samuel and where he lined up, and they mm-hmm. had him follow him around. But otherwise, he was just, he was just out there. And then giving Debo a lot of respect. That's interesting. That's an interesting choice. Yes. Like they, they were very mindful of where Debo Samuel was with Jalen mm-hmm. Ramsey. And then uh, I think I said it on the yard work series. If you line up in, let's say 22 personnel. Okay. And, and for those that don't know what 22 personnel is, let's say the dolphins line up with two tight ends, uh, Gaskin and Chandler Cox. Okay. That means mm-hmm. you've got one wide receiver on the field, right? Okay. You can't, you know, you can't flex your, your your the formation to force Jalen Ramsey onto a tight end. He will go to wherever that wide receiver is and take him. Like, that's something that they just do. They just, you know, they reflexively do that. And sometimes when you go twins on one side with a tight end and a wide receiver, like let's say they line up Gasecki and, and Parker on one side uh-huh. and Ramsey is on that side, he'll, he'll call the switch – consistently every time for the wide receiver he doesn't he doesn't switch on to tight ends ever unless they design it for him to be head up on a tight end which they did against San Francisco against George Kittle so Mm. you know they they do very simple things and they're really not that hard to diagnose so they traded they traded what was it again was it two first round picks that they traded for Jalen Ramsey Mm-hmm. So the the point that I'm taking from this is that they are intent on getting their absolute best money's worth from Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. to the point where they'll have him travel around with even a guy that's not necessarily, you know, they're just going to have him go against whoever they, whoever they think your, uh, uh, your biggest receiving threat is. Yes. Period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I the mean, 49ers it's... tried to do that a bunch of times. The 49ers, you could see, because one thing that the Rams do, and it's kind of interesting when you line up it with these big sets, like 22 personnel, uh-huh. we already established what 22 personnel is. So I'm not going to explain it again. If you try to line up with that and then try to take a shot on them, like the, the 49ers did with Brandon Nayuk, yeah. like, you know, he's going to run all the way across the field and then cover him man to man. So, you know, you're not going to get them by formation. Because mm. in that game, Jalen Ramsey was at left cornerback for like a quarter and a half. He wouldn't travel. And then the 49ers tried to line up George Kittle as 
essentially as a wide receiver on the right side, right on top of Jalen Ramsey. And Jalen Ramsey said, look to, to the backfield, look to the sideline and said, mm-hmm. no, 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 I'm going to go take a yuck. You come over here and you take this tight end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to, they're trying to bury me out here with, with Kittle so they could take a shot with a yuck on the other side. Yeah. I'm not going to allow that. I'm going to go take the wide receiver. So mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. They're, they're very, very mindful of those things. Yeah, and I mean, just looking at it, it looks like uh, you know he's spent 310 snaps at wide corner, 110 snaps at slot. Um, his wide corner work is pretty much 50-50 left and right, and it's it's everything that you're talking about, and and 40 snaps in the box too. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's 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 clear that this is the guy. I mean, they spent so much on him that this is the guy that they're moving around to really take away. So, so what do you expect him with the dolphins? You expect him to be on, I mean, pretty much he's just going to be on Devonte Parker, right? I mean, they're, he's going to try to shut him down. I would say that that's what they should be trying to do. Right. And if I had to guess, yeah, I would say that they do that. And then on um, third down, maybe you see them, you see him in the slot. Maybe they've mm-hmm. advanced scouted us enough where they think, you know, uh, Tua might want to get to some of the stuff that's closer to him, might mm-hmm. not want to go outside on 35, 36. So let's play Ramsey in the slot. And maybe we could pop him off with, with blitzes because I don't know what your numbers say, but they also do send him on plenty of blitzes during the game. Right. So, you know, he's everywhere and he will line up everywhere. But yeah, I would be, I, I'm, I'm really not sure what he will do. I am certain. He's just not going to sit on one side of the, of the field all game. I'm certain that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's I mean, his, his history doesn't seem to suggest that, uh, that that will happen. Um, But so, so tell me about, tell me about Terrell Burgess being out uh, because he, he didn't play much, right? I mean, he was, he's only, he had only played like 49 snaps this year, but you actually thought that this might be a, uh, have an impact on the game. Yeah, well, I, I just saw him in the last couple of games, and and he was popping, and he was a guy that they were talking about during the Bears game as a guy that had supplanted Taylor Rapp in the starting lineup, and was a guy that was getting more that was going to get more snaps going forward. He got injured, and now he's out for the year. So, you know, that's that for Terrell Burgess. So they're going to go back to some of the things that they had before, and mm-hmm. maybe that's good. Maybe Taylor Rapp has learned his lessons from getting supplanted by Terrell Burgess but we shall see right yeah I'm, uh, I wouldn't bank on that uh, just knowing uh just knowing uh Taylor Rapp I mean he's, yeah anyway um I think he's physically I think he's physically limited but um one thing I noticed and I, I want to get your opinion on this because okay you're talking we're talking about Jalen Ramsey and obviously he's going to be moved around he's their he's their queen on the chessboard um and and they're going to use him how they're going to use him, and they're going to want to take away probably Devontae Parker. But what about Darius Williams? Because Darius Williams is the guy that uh, plays the other side, uh, wide corner. He plays a wide corner position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's, I mean, he's pl- he spent 373 snaps there and one snap in the slot, right? Uh, so I think uh, I think we know what this guy is. He's five nine. Mm-hmm. and 187 pounds who's he going to go against <laughs> yeah preston that, williams right so, so what do you i mean what do you th- what do you think there do you think I, that's something that we could take advantage of i think i think uh, uh darius williams is the is the wrong guy to have against tua tonga Vailoa because oh yeah uh, i think uh two nobody's ever said this about him but it's kind of obvious i think 
and they asked him, you know, what did you do with your bye week? And he looked at him like if he said, you know, like, you know, did you paint your house this week? Because when he was asked that question, what did you do with your bye week? Tua, Tua looked at him and said, I was here. Like, Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> like, where am I going to go? I was here, you know? So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he knows exactly. He's going to locate him. And let's give Chan Gailey some credit. Uh, you know, this guy's really, really up to the job. And mm-hmm. He's going to have Tua prepared, and Tua's going to know where Darius Williams is at all times. Yeah. And if the Rams do what they traditionally do, which is they try to disguise really they're too deep with some type of four, with some type of quarters look, or they drop into quarters, or they get, or they line up like if they were in quarters, and then just man up and play mm-hmm. too deep. Like those yeah. are really simple things. And I said it earlier today. They do things that, you know, if that tool has traditionally smoked. All right. Cause you know, okay. this, this is like, you know, a level defensive stuff. You tend to leave big wide spots in the defense when you try to flex out of what looks like a quarters look into like a man up too deep. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in a man up too deep and then you try to get into a quarters, like you're handing five yard completions all you want. Yeah. If Tua sees that just take five yard completions. Like, that's a really easy way to win games, right? Well, I, okay, so I want to get your opinion on this then. Um, and, you know, since you dug so deep into the Rams, and I know we're spending a lot of time on the, the Miami's offensive side of the ball, but I think that's where the fans care about right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, the RPO game. This is this is it, right? This is, this is the game to unleash it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got – so we've got a situation that we've long talked about with – Possibly, I mean, one, I saw that Daniel Jeremiah cited a, a GM that was talking to him, an NFL GM that said that he, Tua Tungavailo is the best RPO quarterback that he's ever seen, ever. Hmm. Um, and he was just known for the RPO game in, at, at Alabama. I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to go through all the history again. I, I think we can take this as a given. Uh, Chan Gailey, one of the first things Chris Greer said about him, when we hired him is, you know, Hey, Chan Gailey was doing the RPO thing before it was cool. (laughs) Um, and, and, and he was, I mean, that's a fact. That's a fact. I mean, you go back to, uh, I mean, you can go back to his, even as probably his his Pittsburgh days with Cordell Stewart, but, uh, I, I do know that he, he installed, he installed the uh, pistol offense in Kansas city. When he was there, he had Tyler Thigpen at quarterback. I thought that was super impressive and they actually succeeded with that. Um, but uh, so anyway, you've got Chan Gailey, who's got a history using all these different ideas. You got Tua Tungavailoa, who is an RPO, you know, expert in, for the college realm anyway. And uh, and now you've got a Miami offense. And this is something I've talked about on Twitter. Next Gen Stats says that the Miami offense, if you go from uh, the 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 two players on the outside of the formation, usually two wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. Distance between them. Miami hat operates the widest offense in the NFL and it's by, it's by a good distance too. Like it's, we operate one of the most spacing uh, spaced out offenses in the NFL. Now, why is this good for the RPO game? Well, you're going to throw a lot of in breakers with the, with the RPO stuff and you take advantage. Yeah. You create space, you create a bigger alley for the safety to, for, to try and uh, to try and shut down. Um, and then it helps with the run game too. I mean, and, and Chan Gailey, one of the ways he's tried to revive this run game is by creating space. Um, 
so RPO mixes with wide formations really well. So you've got wide formation that's already been been established with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You've got Tua Tungavailoa, the RPO specialist. You've got Chan Gailey, who's very, very familiar with um, with the concept and can put it in. This is the game, right? Or are they just going to pull a fast one on us? I don't know. I think it has to be the game because I'll tell you another thing that the Rams do. They have this on-off system, which is uh, they do it with Ebukam and, uh, and Leonard Floyd. Mm-hmm. If you cover them, meaning, and this is another, I'm, I know I'm getting deep into the weeds here with the lingo. Cover just means that you put a tight end over them. Okay. If you cover them, they come off, which means that they get one yard off of the line of scrimmage. Mm. If you uncover them, they come up to the line of scrimmage. Okay. They do this all the time. You can manipulate them like that for the RPO. Mm. And I, I'm, I'll believe it when I'll see it, if they really do it. But I would say that that's going to be a huge part of the game plan. I think two is going to be reading Ebucam and Leonard Floyd all day for the RPO. And mm. he could be handing to Breda or throwing it past Leonard Floyd's head all game if he wants to, because it's an extreme tell that the Rams have, but it seems to be working for them so far. You know, maybe it's the, the you know, the offenses that they've played against haven't really dug into that too much, but it's a huge tell and it should help Tua. Now, just to give the listeners something to, to think about and look at when they're, when they're seeing the game, I think they can recognize an RPO that's, you know, that's a, that's a post snap read, right. When, uh, when the quarterback is, um, is reading a player for the RPO uh, and they see the mesh and, and everything. But there are a lot of RPOs that are pre-snap reads, right? I mean, so so these are pre-snap reads. You count the box. Uh, you've got players running route combinations. You've also got offensive line blocking. And um, and you make your pre-snap read and you commit to it. And you uh, and and you get right into your throw or uh, or your or your handoff, I guess. Um, you know, and it's not really a post-snap thing. So. So some of these, this is, I, I only put that out there just because like, you know, they could be running RPOs and sometimes you just don't, don't even notice it, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, you know, just to, just to give you a little warning out there, but I, I agree with you. I think that they're, uh, that he's going to be, he's going to be reading those guys and, um, and they're going to unleash it in this game. I think this is the game to do it. Um, this sounds like the opponent to do it against. And certainly it's the quarterback and, um, and they've already established wide spacing. So they may, they may know what's coming, but Hey, listen, everybody in the college uh, sphere knows that the RPO is coming. That doesn't yeah, mean. And, and, and by the way, I'm not, you know, I'm not coming off the, the mountain with the tablets here. They know what they do as far as their defense. They just, it's not that they're stubborn. It's just, they have success from it. They, you know, right. They have counters to our counters, but yeah. the keys, those keys don't go away. They, they've been there since, since last year, they'll be there on Sunday. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they know we're going to, uh, we're going to bring it out and we know we're going to bring it out and uh, we're just going to see if they can defend it. Yeah. So. And it should be fun. It should be fun to see Tua play this chess game with, with Leonard Floyd and, and Samson Ebucam, right? Yep. Like, it's going to be fun, you know, making, making them go up and down, up and <laughs> up and down. Yeah. And I throw think- it past their, 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 their ears. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. To I see. think in, in particular, uh, Alf, because of what you brought up and you, you touched on a point, um, you know, in particular about, uh, about Darius, um, Darius Williams, but Tua's had two weeks to study this opponent and, and yes. you can, 
you can bet that too. I mean, this is his first start. He's putting a lot on this, right? I mean, and I, I don't really worry about nerves. Like he's going to go out there and puke on his shoes like John Beck or somebody like that. But um, he's putting a lot on this. He's going to come over prepared to this game, right? I, I would over- say so. And, yeah. and, and with a chip on his shoulder, he's been hearing all yeah. you know, for the last two weeks that he's supposed to get killed in this game, which I found it hilarious that, you know, Vegas came out and cause they do this thing on ESPN where they say, guess the line. And everybody was saying eight. And then Vegas uh-huh. comes out and says three and a half. And they're like, Whoa, nice. Vegas thinks that this game's going to be close. Well, you know, no shit. It's going to be close. Well, it's at home too. So okay. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, the dolphins have some advantage. Make us, make us an eight point underdog at home against the team like we're three and three and they're yeah some of these people are ridiculous but anyway um so two is going to come to this a little bit over prepared having studied but what does over over prepared mean for tua over prepared for tua i think it does mean exactly what you're talking about with the chess match with the defensive players and getting in their heads Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what they do and and their tendencies. I think that's where Tua's probably expended a whole lot of his uh, of his mental energy, um, and so it's going to be interesting because you know I, I mentioned this before, but um, we know about how Jerome Baker had the story about Tua's first practice. He after practice he's coming to he and Bobby McCain and he's asking them, you know, what did you see? What did you you know, what advice would you have as you're a defender trying to defend me? You know, like he's trying to get in, get in their head about it. Um, and, and I don't know if this is a direct result of that, but certainly when he got the job, he kind of let it slip that evidently he has film watching sessions with Brian Flores every single week, every Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and, and has by the way, been. was it, was it interesting this week that they allowed the media to witness the beginning of practice and they allowed them to see, to a run someplace like they do they want that video out there <laughs> yeah i don't know that's yeah that's that's funny like all year during practice they allow the the media just to see their stretching and their mm. and their warm-up session and then they go into the bubble or they kick the media out and then they they practice you know yep. there's also been some clandestine video i don't know if you saw it did you see it uh yes i i have because it was somebody that like said that he works you know he works like right across the street or something like that yeah Um, like yeah uh, i saw that yeah the the dolphins gotta put snipers on the roof yeah (laughs) don't 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 count it out they might try (laughs) um but yeah you kind of saw i you know i started dissecting that one play and (laughs) of course it was an all-go route so yeah you know that's interesting right four-way goes so so two or two so so getting back to the getting back to the point though, Tua uh, he prepares by really trying to get in defensive players' heads. I've heard you know somebody on Twitter told me that he and Xavier McKinney used to meet after practice like every single day or something like that to to talk about what they saw, um, what each other saw in practice. This is how this is how Tua is. This is how he likes to prepare. So you know you talk about that chess match. And you talk about those defensive players, I think, and and how they, you know, how he reacts to them and how they're going to react to him. I think that's where, where a lot of the game is going to be played for him. Now, if I had one thing to add to myself, because you basically got the whole <laughs> whole game, game planned out here, um, I would say to watch out for John Johnson. Uh, you said that they need to stay, that they need to stay patient or that Tua needs to stay patient. Yes. Um, and take a lot of the underneath. I think John Johnson to me is a say is why um, I have a lot of respect for him as a safety. And if you really, 
if 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 Tua does not stay patient and he attempts to um to let it go and it's it's not not there yeah um i worry <laughs> so uh so that's that's my that's my one thing um on the offensive side of the ball for the miami dolphins we do have to talk about and we didn't say much about aaron donald i mean anything well, special? I'll, say, I'll say one thing about aaron donald uh i wonder what two was allowed to check to because mm-hmm. I've found and and okay, nobody take this the wrong way, all right. But you have to you have to account for Aaron Donald. But I've found him to be essentially useless in the run game every time he lines up over the tackle, okay? Uh. Because you could just run away from him. He gets occupied well, with, right. with a big tackle, and he's essentially useless in the play. And I never sure. really saw him make many plays from that position. He gets found. He, you know, you can find him there every once in a while. I don't know what kind of freedom two is going to have, but you know, it's a good <laughs> idea to get the run game going that way you know if he if just on mere alignment if he's got if he's if he's going to have a lot of rpos in there um rpos kind of get like i said it gives you that kind of that that freedom uh of box counting and stuff like that you know i wouldn't be surprised if he's got if he's got the ability to flip 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 plays mirror plays and stuff Mm. um i i would hope so i mean he's they're they're preparing him for this hopefully yeah okay so we we do have to get to the other side of the ball this is the Rams offense, of course. And this is where I think I think people are going to turn this into Brian Flores against Sean McVay, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the natural storyline. And this is Super Bowl rematch, right? Um, and Brian Flores, you know, called one of the greatest defensive performances in Super Bowl history yeah. against Sean McVay. But I don't think it's about Sean McVay versus Brian Flores. I think... It's about Brian Flores versus Jared Goff. Because Jared Goff was the weak link that Brian Flores attacked in that mm-hmm. game. And he he fell to pieces in, in that game based on what the New England defense were doing to him. And he was the weak link that they went, really went for. Can that be the case again? Or is, is Jared Goff grown too much? Well, I watched a lot of Rams offense this week. It's the same exact offense. Nothing has changed. Only some of the faces. There's no Todd Gurley anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I like their backs. Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson, those guys can play. Cam Akers, I don't know if he's all the way back yet. I don't think he's going to play. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, and even if he was all the way back, it'll be his first game back from injury. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on him too much. Although they really do like him. They like him, but I don't think he's going to be a factor. Mm-hmm. Their tight ends are really, really good. But Tyler Higby is injured, and we don't know if he's going to play. If he plays, he's a factor, absolutely a factor. Gerald Everett, I really, really like. And they have a new guy now, Johnny Munt, who's made some plays. So What a name. What a name, right? And then yeah. you know everybody outside. You know, Munt. everybody outside, they're very good players. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup is the best slot guy in the business and, frankly, one of the best wide receivers in the game. Mm-hmm. So, And Van Jefferson, Josh Reynolds. They have a lot of talent on offense, but yeah, it comes right back down to that quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing that I'd probably stipulate is for, is anything different about them this year? Um, I will say that they're not quite as in the past, they were the most 11 personnel oriented team in, in football by a long shot. Yes. Like there, there was something it was at one point as ridiculous as almost like 90%. Um, which is just ludicrous. 
Um, the rest of the league uses it an average this year, about 60%. Um, this year they're more like 71%. So they're, they're, they're using the tight ends a little bit more. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which is what they, you they give you a lot of, a lot of 12 personnel looks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's there. Um, they're not giving you 21 personnel. They don't, they don't have, you know, two running backs on the field. They don't have fullback um, stuff like that, but, uh, but it's the, they, they're an 11 personnel team that will come out with some 12 with some two tight ends some 12 personnel as well. Mm. And, um, and so you're going to have, I mean, in the Super Bowl, if we recall, I mean, the, one of the ways that, uh, that Brian Flores attacked is by having a lot of defensive change, right? Um, defensive change pre-snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would give them, he would give them one look, you know, and let, cause the, the Rams had this thing where they'd get to the line quickly while the, um, the, while the earpiece was still on. And so Sean McVay could, could feed uh, Jared Goff, you know, information and audibles and, and stuff uh, based on the defensive look. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what the new England Patriots did is they would show up at the line of scrimmage with one look, wait until the, wait until the, the communication headset cut off and then move into another look and then have Jared Goff play them, play them honest um, based on his own, you know, his own uh, uh, abilities. And, uh, and it was a disaster. It was a disaster for, um, for Jared Goff. Uh, do you see shenanigans like that going on again? Or is this like a, a leak in the boat that they fixed? Yeah. I think that this is something that, that the dolphins could do again because like their rhythm is pretty much the same. Uh, their play calling rhythm is, is pretty much the same. Mm. Like uh, they'll give you one look, like let's say they'll, they'll, they'll go with a twin tight end look, right. An ace. Right. And then they'll come out and they'll line up on the right hash with that formation and they'll do whatever they want. They'll, they'll let's say they run inside zone. OK. And they get three yards. Right. They'll line mm-hmm. up immediately in the same exact formation and either run outside zone or run a waggle boot off of it. But they like to give you they like mm-hmm. to get you lined up in the same thing. Two or three plays in a row and sometimes come back to it and try to see if you're countering it the same way that you countered it earlier but then sometimes they'll do the exact opposite. So he plays this game with formations, Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting. He tries to, he tries to get the, the defense uh, self-scouting a little bit and try to get, tries, tries to get the defense to, to guess, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, trying to outsmart themselves. And then of course he hits them with the counter. He hits them with, with a, a play that's completely opposite of what the play of what the lineup and what the, the alignment and the personnel is suggesting. So mm. it's, it's, you know, it's not rare for them to line up in 12 personnel, smash it at you, then keep the 12 personnel out there and then take a shot play with the 12 personnel, <laughs> you know? Mm. So it's, it's something that, that they do. And I showed it on the yard work series and I actually showed two uh, showed video, how they show you the exact same look, the exact same formation at the same hash around the same part of the field, but two quarters apart. One play happened late in the first quarter and the other play happened in the third quarter. So you're thinking, okay, it's the same thing. And then I showed how the Bears defended it exactly the same way. Well, the two plays were completely different. One was outside zone and the other one was a waggle boot. All right. Both plays successful, by the way. The, the waggle mm-hmm. boot got um, nine yards on second and eight. 
and the outside zone got them four yards on second and six. So, you know, that's something that they do. They try to get you to outguess them. You know, they try to get you to start playing the guessing game with them. Mm. So, okay. So uh, on the, so we think that there's some things that, that, that could happen that are pretty similar to um, or pretty familiar for Brian Flores. Uh, but one guy that I was wondering about in particular because he was there in the Super Bowl, and I think he's going to be Brian Flores' chess piece in this game, uh, is Kyle Van Noy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is a this is a very high IQ player. Um, this is a guy that has a feel for uh, what's coming and what the weaknesses in the blocking scheme are. I mean, he's we we talked long time time you know about our Channing Crowder will will tell stories about Zach Thomas it's like you know if you see this just run just (laughs) just run here um and uh and I've also seen already just in this season and heard about plays that are similar with Kyle Van Noy and the other linebackers and yeah and wasn't wasn't it interesting that they essentially held him out of the jet game he was ready to right yeah and like they're making sure he's healthy yeah so, so he's going to be in there. I think he's going to be the chess piece, the guy that Brian Flores can rely on. Because again, remember the Super Bowl was about attacking Jared Goff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and who can who's who's your who's your guy? Who's your right hand man that can attack Jared Goff? To me, it's Kyle Van Noy. Uh, do you see a weakness in the offensive line, or in the way that um, the way that they uh, they run protections, or the way that they run plays? Uh, do you think that he can make some noise himself, or uh, or can we just blitz the hell out of them? Yeah, I would blitz the hell out of them through the A gap if I could, because okay. uh, first of all, Andrew Whitworth, you know, he's he's still doing it, and yeah, yeah, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. You know, that's that's like I don't I'm, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but. Would it surprise you if, if he was a nine-time or ten-time pro bowler? Like, that's possible, right? So, I don't know. Maybe you could look it up. But he's he's still playing at a high level. I like Rob Havenstein. He's, he's a decent tackle. Okay. Corbett's okay. But, you know, yeah, blitz the hell out of them up the middle. They're, they're fleet of foot. They run well for an offensive line. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the, I would say it's, it's in their character. It's what Miami has become now. They're – uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I was reading something the other day where they were blitzing an inordinate amount of time for, for Miami, and at least for the last few years, you know. So, mm-hmm. and they're one of the most, you know, often blitzing teams in the NFL. So, yeah, I would say they're going to blitz the hell out of them and play a lot of man. One thing that also to keep in mind about Jared Goff is the times that we've seen the Miami defense struggle this year um, have been with quarterbacks that, you know very good at running i'm very good at scrambling very good at um you know quarterbacks that it's and it's not necessarily because they make magic happen against us it's because they kind of sort of scare our defense mm-hmm. into playing a certain way right i mean we saw them we saw them pass rush like they were scared to death of josh allen right they're mm-hmm. like they're they're pass rushing like they're scared to death of cam newton mm-hmm. um and i think that uh russell wilson there was a, there was a little bit of that too although i think defensively we did a decent job against him um well for most of the game uh this is not them right this is this is jared goff this is another stationary quarterback this is a gardener Minshew. you know yes. this is although um, he does this throw is well he just th- he does throw well on the run especially on those on those waggle boots they like to run mm-hmm. he is but he, he is accurate. gardner Minshew can as well i mean yeah. you know um and so but this is not this is not one of those uh one of those really dangerous uh guys on their feet 
Um, and so this is going to be a lot like Jimmy Garoppolo, Gardner Minshew, you know, um, when we play the Jets. Uh, so do you think that's going to, I mean, do you think that holds? I mean, we're, we're sort of, we're sort of undefeated against those, those types of quarterbacks right now. Yeah, sort of. We are undefeated against those types of quarterbacks right now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to, yeah, it's going to have to hold. That's what they're going to have to do. And yeah, just get him off a spot. You know, he, he likes to Mm -hmm. throw at the top of his, uh, at the top of his drop, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, and, and it's not like a lot of people are going to say, yeah, every quarterback likes to do that. Well, usually every quarterback likes to do that. Watch Patrick Mahomes throw the ball a little bit. Watch oh God, he's never done that. You know yeah. what I mean? Watch him in college, and he, you can you can never even find film of it. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of quarterbacks that don't like to throw at the top of their drop. Then you have the other guys like yeah. Dak, Dak Prescott. He's religious about throwing at the oh, top yeah. of his drop. If you're not there at the top of his drop, he's coming off of you. So yeah, yeah this is one of those guys. You got to get him off of his spot. He likes to mm-hmm. hit that back foot and let it go it's 2.5 2.5 mm. 2. he has it in his head so yeah if you can move him just a little bit he tends to drop the football it's just a fact he drops mm. the football from from his chest to covering it up every time you, you bring pressure in he's very mindful of fumbling the ball so you know guess what it's very hard to throw the football if you're dropping the football like a runner <laughs> you know what i mean mm. so if you could get him off the spot so it's half the battle one right there so if we're imagining, if we're imagining sort of how this game could go well for the for the LA Rams, like you know, offensively, um, yeah. you know, Cooper they Cup, fifteen catches, two hundred and twenty-five yards. That's how there, yeah, going. exactly. So, so what I mean when I mentioned that Dolphins have the most spaced-out offense in in the NFL, guess who has the most closed-in offense in the NFL? Yeah, it's the Rams because they like the to, they like to hug Cooper Cup into the line into yep. the line. And they like to work them on those little option routes. And I think that's where they find success in two ways. And I said this on the Rams podcast I was on this afternoon. They run against the Dolphins nickel with Malcolm mm-hmm. Brown and Daryl Henderson. Yes. And they hit Cooper Cup incessantly on these little option routes over the middle. Now, the Dolphins have a hell of a counter for that. It's called Byron Jones. You paid him $75 million or what did they pay him? $85 million? so he, he should be i mean we, as much as we talk about jalen ramsey being used as as their their guy you know this is this would be a hell of a time for byron jones to step up yeah and this is ever the game he can play any position in the secondary yeah if this was ever the game to just just go with you know basketball assignments it would be this one okay yeah. it would be it would be xavian guess what robert woods is your guy mm-hmm. <laughs> all right and guess what byron you're traveling with Cooper Cup, which means you're going to play a lot in the slot. And, you know, and it's nothing strange to him. He played a lot in the slot in Dallas. So this should be something that he should embrace. In fact, he's played against Cooper Cup in the playoffs. So, I, in fact, look, I should, have, I should have dug up some film on that to see how he did against Cooper Cup right. in the playoffs right. that year. So, yeah, uh, that's how I would play it. But, but that's that how close- they have success. That closed in that closed in offensive formationing. Um, I mean, does that does that does that that's going to help them against? Um, I would tend to think that would help them against a very man oriented coverage um, because it, with, with such tight spacing like that, um, you can't be as conservative about your bump. You can't and your and your um, your spacing and uh, and because you get you can get you get rubbed right. I mean, you, yeah. you got guys. You got guys that can uh, that can come inside of you. So I'd be a little bit worried if I had if I was trying to have Xavier Howard 
uh, travel and just match up with Robert Woods everywhere. Because I think that Xavier Howard is going to get whammed and knocked off a route and then, you know, bam, they just pop that open for 65 yards. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I, that's what I'd kind of get a little bit concerned about. So, so this is, this could be a good matchup that way. Um, so if they're, if they're going to beat us, it's just with this quick game to, uh, to, to Cooper cup who find success, um, against our coverage, because maybe we have to play a little bit too softer than we, we would ultimately like. Um, but also it's going to be, it's what you said. It's the ground game to me. That's, that's what I'm looking at. And, um, and one of the reasons I find them so boring is, uh, is they're they're they'll hit us on the ground. I mean, they have a, they have a potent, they have a potent zone ground game to me. Um, mm-hmm. they have a potent outside zone, inside zone. Um, and I think that they can get us moving and find some spaces. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'd be a little bit worried about that. Absolutely. Uh, if, if I'm, and if I'm another the thing that shows up on, on film is their shot plays. All their shot plays are yeah. the same. All of them. Yeah. They're all off of play action. They're all built have off of built off that ground game. Yeah, and they all have the boot element, and yep. and it usually comes off the same formation that they ran on you earlier. So if you're gonna play the guessing game, mm-hmm. I guess if you watch a formation and if you see it again, it's time to turn around and say, hey, you know, they're showing mm-hmm. us the same exact motion, the same exact formation, again on the same hash, roughly around the same part of the field. So it's time to be mindful for them to do something that's exactly the opposite, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah, absolutely. So and yeah. and and Sean McVay is watching, right? So uh, so if you play it, if you play it a certain way, one time, you know, and they show you the same look again, don't play it the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, or you could do, or you could do what the Bears did, which and by the way, the Bears have a great defense. Okay, so I'm not yeah, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about them, but you could do what the Bears did, just play it exactly the same way and get beat both times. <laughs> 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 you know yeah that's uh not recommended no it's um, not recommended but seriously i mean that's the that's probably one of the keys that they're they're talking about right now so um have we missed anything on this side of the ball is there anything that uh that in particular battle that... of the punters man who's better Let, let's let's put our cards Ooh, on the table there we go hecker okay. hecker all week has been getting all and i'm starting another twitter war on this because i think it's i think it's unfortunately i I think this one has the most merit out of all the tour wars i've tried to start (laughs) honey hecker oh my god like they almost put this guy in the hall of fame on monday all right Mm -hmm. and all week they're calling him they're talking about him as if he's the best punter in football guess who's having a better season than he is not Mm -hmm. hack okay Mm -hmm. and if you and if you're gonna jump up and down and talk about how great hecker is at getting balls down inside the 10 yard line he's played one more game I believe he has two more than Hack, so Hack could catch up in this game. So, yeah, I, I'll give the edge to the Dolphins. All right, in the kicking, the game. punter, the punter battle, like that's the yeah. that's the battle. By the way, I went on this on this Rams podcast, and they seem to be very very concerned with Sean McVay's ego uh, play calling because they keep running really? to run the ball thirty five times, and they end up not getting the balance that they want uh so interesting so so the fans they also, they fans want that, that yeah they also think that their field goal kicker is awful so so they're 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 accusing sean mcveigh of just falling too easily in the pass 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 yes uh, i see well I, th- this is the game this can honestly be a game you know it'll be just our luck this is the game when he stays disciplined and calls the run all day and the run is really potent against us and we just and yeah i mean that's <laughs> yes. i'm just 
I'm just throwing that out there. Now let me go, <laughs> let me give you a let me ask you a question, okay? And then we could go right okay. to predictions and get out of here. Okay. One question: Rookie quarterbacks lose, Chris. They just lose. They do. They do. Why is this one different? Well, it's it's not that it, it's not that it's different. It's that I think this is a good game for us to uh, have a bye week heading into. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good game for, and this is kind of a preview where I'm going with, uh, with predictions. This is a good game to have a head coach who's also, you know, heavily involved with the defensive side of the ball who called the best super, you know, one of the best Super Bowl defensive performances anybody's ever seen against this offensive coach. Uh, it's a good game for the other side of them, the, the other side of the, the other guys to be coming in off a short week and be traveling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they played a Monday night football game and now they're traveling down to Miami uh, from LA. After and, an uh, extremely physical football game against Yeah, them. definitely. Um, and, and so it's a good week. It's a good week. This is, th- these are the reasons why this, this game to me is a little bit different. You know, I think extra week of preparation, getting everybody healthy, uh, less time preparation for the other guys, having a defensive coach who, you know, the extra prep time probably matters mm-hmm. having a rookie quarterback, you know, that the extra prep time matters for that. Right. Yes. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not that every game we're just going to come out and say, Oh, two is going to win. He does not, he's not going to lose a game. Um, you know, I just think that there's, there's some things going in this game and, uh, and that's, and well, I mean, I probably just gave my game prediction right there. Well, let's give the, the, let's give the, the predictions. I'll give one, I'll give mine right now. There are things that the Rams do on defense that two has had a lot of success against, uh, if they attempt that and they cut Tua loose, Tua could be in for a huge day. But I don't think that that's what they're going for. I think he's going to be executing, I wouldn't say a limited game plan, but a very focused game plan. And I think Tua is going to be really mindful of all the stuff that the Rams do actually give you. So you could have what is essentially a boring football game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. And I do trust the Dolphins' defense to keep it close, and I think the Dolphins find themselves in a in the first, I would say the first real close game where they actually win and pull it out. And I think they win it with a Jason Sanders field goal. They win it twenty three to twenty. Okay, wow, that's uh, that's. And if I could predict, since we have a since we have a contest with Tua Tonga Vailoa, I was going to say that. Okay, we have the contest, you know, who catches his first pass, how many yards, and passer rating. I'm going to go ahead and say Miles Gaskin catches his, fir- catches his first pass, right? Okay. He throws for 247 yards, and he has a passer rating of 97. Okay. This is very specific. Yes. <laughs> um, so what I went with, with uh, so I'll I'll go in in reverse order. Uh, you called Tua's Tua's game. I I went with uh, I was on with Ethan, and I thought you know we're talking like nineteen of thirty for like maybe two hundred yards uh, with two touchdowns and one interception. I don't know what that rating that that passer rating is, but um, but that's that's kind of where I'm thinking about with uh, this game because as you say, he's got to stay patient in this one. Um, 
and there's going to be a lot of this is there's going to be a lot of RPO here, and so they're going to be they're going to be patient with the run game. They're going to keep working the run game. Um, so that's one thing. Um, I think the Dolphins do win this game. I mean, I, I've, I've explained a lot of those reasons already. I think this is a good game for Miami me to have the extra week for and this is not a great game for the rams to um to not have the extra prep time for yeah uh, or at least for jared goff see i'm not worried about sean mcveigh sean mcveigh has been thinking about placing brian flores again for a while <laughs> yes i i guarantee it i guarantee it um i'm not worried about him he's he's probably got you know he's like a, a chess player like he's He's played this behind his eyelids for, for a while. Um, and that's, that's cool. cool. I don't think I, I just have a, a strong disagreement with a lot of other people about what, who that chess match really was, um, who the players in that chess match really were in that Super Bowl. And I think it was about Jared Goff and, um, and Jared Goff may not have had the prep time to face Brian Flores again, coming off a short week and having to travel from, from LA to Miami. And so I think that there's a possibility that this is just one of those quarterbacks that, um, that Brian Flores defenses are, are going to do damage against. Um, that's, that's just my feeling. Uh, so, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say that uh, the dolphins are going to win this one. Um, you know, I think that it could be, I I'm tempted to go with the same score you did, but you know, let's, let's hit with something like a, like a 20 to 17 battle. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, I think the dolphins come away, come away victorious. And my prediction first pass is going to be caught by Devonte Parker and it's going to be on an RPO because that's who you're going to be throwing to on an RPO is Devonte Parker on an in-breaking route. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I think that that's, that's the very, you know, they're going to start the game off like, hey, you know, this is coming. We knew this was coming. This is what happened. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's, that's how they're going to start the game. Uh, it would be cool if it's, if it's a waggle boot bomb to Preston Williams. So that'd be fun. Oh, man. If, if they yeah. I mean, like that, that, that's so. I mean, getting back to that just real, real quick. I mean, they could put Troy Hill out on the outside. Yes, He's Troy played on the outside plenty. I, I like him. I like him. He yeah. Good on t- yeah. T- so, I mean, so if, if they're going to throw, uh, you know, after we, we say that Darius is, is a weak link and all that, if they, they kind of anticipate that, then they could preempt it. Um, so look for that. And, and also I've been talking about this for how long, you know, Tua Tonga Vilo starts throwing passes to Jakeem Grant a few plays in the game and he actually gets in on offense. Don't be surprised if he makes a little noise. He can run after catch. This is the defense you want to run after the catch for. And he gets into his route so freaking fast. <laughs> and that's exactly what Tua Tungavailoa needs because yeah. he gets through his footwork so friggin' fast. Yeah. I mean, these these two players are light speed with light speed, okay? Uh, when it when it comes to getting into their routes or getting into the getting into the action. And so I just think that there's a compatibility. There's a timing compatibility there um, that that could work. So don't be surprised if Jakeem finally, I mean, the last game didn't he lead them in receiving, um, you know? So, I mean, don't be surprised if he gets a little, I mean, that that's, that's the guy to completed the third, the only third down of the game last, 
against the Jets. Uh, the only third down conversion we had was to a tongue of ILO to Jakeem Grant. Just saying, just throwing that out there. Yeah, and I also, and said, that, it, and, and I also said it on the yard work series. Uh, they let you take shots at Ramsey. So hmm. don't be surprised if the Dolphins, if they really, if they're getting froggy, they feel froggy. Don't be surprised that they line up in 22 personnel and try to design a shot play on Jalen Ramsey just hmm. by that formation. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Jakeem Grant versus Taylor Rapp. Then give me, give me that. Let me, let me try it in the open field. Just, just let me, just let me try that. Anyway. On the way out here, we give you a great preview. Like Al said, we gave you a great episode, a great preview. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we will see you guys on Monday uh, when we, uh, when we hopefully are reviewing the, um, the game, hopefully the victory, and uh, hopefully we get to tell you uh, about how right we were. <laughs> let's yeah. hope but anyway uh until then uh see you guys later ALI mahalo ah. thanks for listening to three yards per caddy you can subscribe via itunes on podbean or your usual podcast provider Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.